0: Well, like it or not, all of us in our lives make judgments about other people. We form opinions and we react according to those judgments. Those judgments are made when we're at school and to the moment that we pass away. Now, it's no different in your business. We need to make judgments about how we're doing. We need to make observations. We need to react to how things are progressing. I'm going to be covering this in I Hate Numbers today. We're going to look about taking your business performance seriously and what you need to do to actually move your business down forward. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now, here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi, folks. Welcome to I Hate Numbers. My name is Mahmood. I am a proud accountant. Yes, it does exist. I'm a mentor, an educator, and also proud author of the book, I Hate Numbers, the book that will transform and alter your relationship with numbers for the better. So, taking your business performance seriously. In terms of running a business, we can run our business in a number of different ways here. We're not just talking about the large corporates, the large multinationals, whether you're an acorn-sized business. However you set your stall out, however you've defined where you want your business to go, is really important, and I can't emphasize that enough, that you've actually got to take performance, not only the measuring of performance, how well you're doing, but how you manage and react to that performance, really really seriously if you want to transform from a hobby into a business that you're aspiring to that's going to be sustainable that help you deliver your why gives you the impact that you want in your business so what does that involve now let's take the idea of performance Uh, some people may hear that word that term performance and they think it means something that only elite athletes will do it may be something that large corporates will do but it's not in the intro i was referring to the idea that all of us However much we think we don't, we all make judgments about other people. Judgments are made about us. Those judgments and those reactions to that can literally be in a fleeting moment. So the moment we're at school where our parents might make judgments about whether we are cute babies, our ability to mature and grow, how well we're speaking, how well we're interacting with other children. And depending on what that is, they will make decisions accordingly. If you're going to be a naughty child. If that's gonna manifest itself, then you know one imagines that you're gonna have that situation where parents gonna step in and modify your behavior. When you're at school, your teachers will make judgments about how you're performing, how you're developing, and subject to that performance, they will make decisions and behave and interact with you accordingly. That doesn't leave us. We make judgments on how people look. Subtly in our brains, we're going through that very quick assimilation, that reference purpose based on the outer surface, as much as we try not to, the aesthetics, how somebody comes across us and that reaction we've we form an opinion whether we think we actually like that person, we think we're going to not necessarily get on that person. We might meet somebody very fleetingly and based on the interaction that happens first time round, we will form a judgment. Now, if we translate that into the world of business, performance for me is about making judgments about how well you are doing. Many businesses that I come across When you ask them, how is your business performing? Well, first of all, that's a very open and that's a very sort of bland question, isn't it? And a classic response would be, it depends what you're referring to, depending on the contextual nature of which you're looking at that in. So let me talk about a framework, first of all, about performance, why it's so important, what performance actually means, and what you can do to actually up your game in measuring your own business performance, why you should be doing it as well. This is not just an academic exercise just to go through the motions. All business owners have got lots of demands on their time. All business owners have got lots of things to deal with. So this is not about overloading you with unnecessary things, but it's putting information out there, tools and techniques that's going to help you progress towards where you want your business to actually go. Now, critically, the first thing for me, for any business, is for you to define, for you to decide, for you to have an idea and to articulate what does your end goal look like? Where do you want your business to go? What's the future for your business? What's your, i am call it, your northern star? Now, typically, if we draw a parallel here, let's imagine that scenario where we may be somebody who aspires to a particular lifestyle. We may decide that for a number of reasons, that we want to improve our well-being, we want to improve our health. And our northern star may be, To have not only just improve our sort of uh, physical well being, but also improve the backing that goes on between our ears. And what we might decide to do there is that actually, one key objective may be to improve our blood pressure. Our blood pressure may be abnormally high. So, our goal, our objective, that northern star, is to get our blood pulse to a certain level. And here, it's not just to say aspirationally, we just want to improve it by. In general terms, that's not really measurable. So whatever your goal, whatever your objective is, whatever that northern star, you've got to be capable of recognizing it. What does it look like? So could you actually recognize that, again, by observation, by number, or whatever? So effectively, in terms of BP, blood pressure, you know, that we can actually quantify that and put a number to that. Now, for me, it's always about fixing your end goal, your northern star. That's the one that we've put in our personal life if we looked at their business life, it may be a financial goal is to perhaps reach a certain level of profitability it may be for some businesses 50,000 and that represents quite a significant milestone for them for others that might be quite small change it might be quite, you know, small amounts of money but whatever it is, fix it for yourself, make sure it's capable of being measured, make sure it's capable of being quantified, make sure it's capable of being articulated because if you can't describe it, if you can't articulate it if you can't recognize it you'll never know if you've actually achieved it now having fixed your northern star having fixed your goal your objective which you can make smart you then got to figure out that route map how do you go from where you are now to get to that point in the future that you've actually said that you'd like to get to reflect your personal your business wish list in there and the next thing you do you're going to figure out some form of route map Now, if we go back to the analogy that that I was just drawing about uh, lifestyle, about blood pressure, well, one route map might be that you've got to think in terms of the diet that you might have to introduce. You may want to reduce your salt intake. You may want to increase your physical activity. And in that route map here, it's about how you're doing it. And you've got to set yourself milestones along that way. If you are, for example, somebody who's uh, got a desk-based profession, desk-based service, if you've got somebody who's uh, quite active, you know, then the physical requirements that you put on yourself may alter. So what is that route map? What is that journey plan going to look like? And again, it's a real tough thing to take on board sometimes because what it requires us to do is to have time away from being involved in running our business to actually have time to create that headspace where we can actually think about the map, the way that we're going to progress from where we are now to that end point. One thing we need to avoid really critically is not to get overwhelmed by the process. So look at things in stages, look at things in breaking that down in phases. Now, if we drew that and cross into our business about getting that uh, that £50,000 target or £500,000, whatever that figure actually is, we're going to figure out how do we do that? Do we sell more products that we have already? Do we introduce new products? Do we have efficiency savings that we can make? And what we need to do in that route map, in that plan, is to break it down into what I call milestones. So in making judgments, you know, we've got to have endpoint. We've got to have the plan, the route map as to how we get there. Because ultimately, our performance, how we judge ourselves, how we're progressing, is going to be against those reference points. And if we don't have reference points, we can't really decide, we can't really conclude how we're actually progressing. And performance, for me... It's about judging progression, judging how you're doing against your benchmarks, and then actually reacting accordingly to what that is telling you. So we have our end goal. We have our route map. And I would certainly recommend that we break that route map down into manageable stages. Lots of people get overwhelmed by thinking, you know, there's my end point there. This is where I am at the moment. And that's a massive, massive gap that I've got to achieve. You think about all those climbers who go up to Everest. You know, reaching the summit is their end goal. They start at base camp. Well, the journey for them is going to be broken down into smaller, incremental steps. It might be the first kilometre climb, the next two kilometres, and there it goes on. Each of those benchmarks, each of those milestones here for them is what they're measuring themselves against. And it's likewise the same in your business. You need to break down your route map, your progression, into what I call measurable, achievable milestones. Typically, what that might look like is you break that down into what that looks on perhaps once you've got the big picture, the big plan, what that 12 month roadmap looks like, break it down into measurable monthly cycles. So, by the time we get to the end of month one, what's realistic for me to have achieved by that point? Now, notice here, by the way, folks, we're talking about what we anticipate here because performance should always be judged against expectations, what we think is going to be achieved. ...based on the resources, our mindset, our capacity. You can't just performance against nothing in the air. You've got to have a reference point. And that reference point for me is, what did you set out to do? How are you actually progressing against that milestone? And then measure that, analyse it, react and move on accordingly. Critically, the next thing that we need to throw into there... ...having got an end goal, having got a route map... ...having got a route map that's broken down into stages into what's achievable on each month that goes by. Now, in business, we have lots of different measures. You can have financial measures in terms of levels of profitability that you're making overall. You should be able to gauge levels of profitability you're making by each of your product groups, the services you provide. And when you actually monitor that, you need a way to actually capture what's happening in reality. And in all performance systems, you've got two frameworks. You've got where you want to get to where you anticipate getting to, and then you measure reality against that. And let me tell you one thing, folks. Where you think you'll end up, what you're setting your path out to be, based on your skill sets, resources you have at your disposal, you will not actually achieve. The reality is, you will not actually achieve your targets you've set yourself. And when I say you won't achieve them, there will be fluctuations along that journey path. Life will intervene. Things will be in your way, obstacles, challenges... Circumstances outside of your control. There may be distractions. You may get shiny Bauble syndrome. Lots of things are going on in your business here. But effectively, you've got a lane that you're following. You've got targets that you set yourself. You're measuring that progress against that path you set yourself. And then you literally need to make sure, typically at the end of each month, you're reviewing what you're actually doing against where you set yourself and then make a judgment call accordingly. If you're going off course then you've got time to actually understand why and put yourself back on course. If you're actually managing to achieve those milestones, fantastic. There may be an issue later on to discuss whether those milestones are too soft. But for now, let's assume those milestones are you know realistic in the context you've set yourself. Fantastic. Give yourself a tick box. In more practical terms, if we think about that dietary thing, if we think about that route map climbing Everest, whatever you're looking at here, as you progress against those set targets if you are achieving your targets that you set yourself then as I said that's fantastic if you haven't which is more often the case if you've either exceeded or you've actually gone below par you've got to understand why is it that you're not actually quite getting there now this sounds great as a theory doesn't it folks but there's some practical stuff many businesses I find when they try and judge how they're performing there are two main things that sometimes go a bit wobbly, sometimes go wrong. Number one, there are far too many measures. So there's numbers coming out your ears, you've got lots of statistics, and there some of them are not very meaningful at all. They don't really give you insight, they don't really help you in what you're doing. So critically at the very outset, you need to measure what's important to you and what's important to your clients and what's important to your customers. Um, I use this idea of what's called critical success factors and the whole idea is that for you to get your northern star, what is it that you've got to be really good at? What have you got to excel at? What have you got to get right in order to meet that target? What is it your customers value from you? Do they value quality? Do they value speed of delivery? Do they value response? Do they value particular outcomes? Whatever is important to them is what you've got to be measuring. Whatever they value is what you've got to be delivering. When you come to things internally, In order for you to deliver successfully to that end client, what are you going to do internally? So is it an onboarding process that's really important that you've got to get right? You need to measure the quality of that onboarding process. If you take a company like DHL, DHL was a courier company, for example, what will be valued by their clients, what will be valued by their customers is what I call completeness of delivery. And what that means in reality is, does your parcel, does your package get to the client on time unbroken complete and as the customers delivered and perhaps and a value for money proposition but what that means is for someone like dhl they're going to be measuring the time it takes from the order to the delivery to the end customer they're going to be measuring things like returns breakages customer complaints are useful by the way but for me personally speaking customer complaints don't really give you much insight because a we are still in this uh, culture that not too many people complain directly to the company, they complain alternatively by going to vocalise their, uh, shall we say, displeasure, either on review sites or whatever. So we can still monitor those here, but that sort of feedback, that sort of metric and measure is really going to be quite important. So measure fewer things, that measure what's important. And you need to encompass a wide range of these. In future, I hate numbers, broadcasts and podcasts and videos, I'm going to be introducing different ways, different systems that you can have to actually measure that. But don't just measure financial outcome, measure things like the customers, the customer interactions, what customers find important. Measure things that go on with you and your team, how you deliver the processes that you have. Measure things like innovation, measure things like learning. But you're going to look at the whole shooting match, a wide range of, of things you've got to get right in order to deliver that end goal. And ultimately, is to make money. And when I say to make money, by the way, we're talking about profitability, money in the bank. And this applies across the board. Whether you're a social enterprise, whether you are a private business, whether you are a not-for-profit or a private commercial company, if you do not generate sufficient value, if you do not generate sufficient profitability, your business is going to face problems sustaining itself and being there in future years to deliver that end why. So profitability for me is the key for any type of business, large, small, social enterprise, private, arts, charity, you name it. If you don't generate surpluses, if you don't generate profits, you're going to find it very difficult to sustain yourself in the future. So let's summarize where we are so far. End goal, make sure you've got some idea what your personal business end goal looks like. Make sure you've got a map because you're going to be measuring your progress against the route map that you set yourself. Measurements, they can be observations, they can be raw numbers, they can be surveys, they can be feedback, whatever they are, but make sure you focus on the things that are important to you, your customers, your team, to reach and get that end objective being achieved. Next, what you need is you need to make sure you've got good competent in-house systems you need to actually gather the data and many organizations many businesses their systems for collating data and I speak from personal experience as well as experience that I share with clients is data systems gathering information is quite poor nowadays if you look in terms of financial systems things like digital systems digital accounting systems digital management systems, there's no excuse not to invest in that if you're serious about taking your business to a certain level then the cost of investment in those tools is relatively low cost. You need to gather data from your social media feed, from your websites, and a good digital management system can drag things in from a number of ecosystems there as well. Got to be careful not to get overwhelmed, obviously, but if we've got an idea what we think is important, we can measure that and we can compare to our expectations. And if you don't compare to something, then you're really just going to be trying to make it up as you go along. It's all going to be opinion. There's no hard data. A very popular example, if I stray outside of my own area of expertise in the world of numbers, in the world of finance, in the world of accounting, etc., in the world of business, let's look at things like marketing. Now, if we look at something like marketing, something we can all relate to, many businesses, entrepreneurs, many freelancers, many organizations will involve themselves in some degree of social media. And one of my is to look at the number of likes perhaps you get on a post, the number of engagements you're going to post, and that's really great. But ultimately, those engagements, those people that you hang out with, those people you're communicating with, have got to be within your target demographic, your target customer group. Getting lots of likes on a post is really great for the adrenaline, gets those zones going, you know, gets those endorphins going, and we feel really good about it. But ultimately, if you get lots of likes or lots of engagements on a post, but none of them are your target audience, that's a really, really poor outcome, I would say. And probably a waste of one's time as well. What we're looking for is not just the likes, not just the engagement, but what's the follow through. Is there any relationship we can identify, what's called a click-through rate? Is there actually a follow-up to uh, a call to action that we've got, like downloading something, visiting the web somewhere? And that's the metric that we need to do. The customer engagements against click-through, engagements, is something that's more important than just how many people have actually liked our particular post. So focus on measuring things that are critical, things that actually help you progress towards your northern start. That's ultimately what we need to do. Last thing I would suggest is that we need to make sure that we do this on a regular basis, get into a discipline. Now, if this is something relatively new to you, something that you do, you know, just cursoring here, my personal view would be, it's about making small changes in behavior. It's about making small little steps to establish patterns, to establish behaviour patterns, and that you can always build on them. So if it's something you don't often do, my viewpoint would be, if you sit down, you figure out your northern start, and you can't do this overnight by those boats. Uh, clients that we work with is effectively, it's a process of generating that wish list, generating a business story, do all the, the figures that come with that. But once you've got that is once a week, once a month, If you take two headlines like profitability and cash flow, have a look at what your bank statements are showing. Look at the money that's come into the bank, look at your statements, look at them digitally, look at them hard copy, whatever ticks the boxes for you, and think, okay, I'm now just getting connected to reviewing my bank statements. If you've got a customer accounts, you've got credit accounts, review how quickly your customers are actually paying. Do you know how often they pay you? Do you know which customers are outstanding? And again, it's not massive, major things here, but it gets you into the habit of reading reports. If you're looking at things like onboarding, if you're looking at things like marketing, you know, look at the stats. There are loads of stats collated, some of them quite general, some of them quite crap in terms of social media feeds. Have a look at the metrics that's sick behind what you're doing. Very few of us will not look at things like Google Analytics, Google My Business, will not look at things like the stats that get generated by Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and the like. Now, they are getting less, by the way, so we have less insight from those stats, but it's still metrics nevertheless. And if you're not looking at your metrics, if you're not looking at those numbers here, just get into the pattern of doing that. You may not necessarily understand what they all say, but at least you can get into the habit of, say, once a week, grab a copy, spend half an hour reviewing what those reports are saying. Once you get into the habit of doing that, you're getting comfortable with reading those figures, getting comfortable with having a look at those reports, then you can always up your game then you can say, I don't actually quite know what this means. Let me find out. But you need to establish patterns of behaviour. And you need to do that. It's not a, oh, it would be nice. If you don't figure out what's going on in your business, if you can't say how you're progressing against your root map, all that's going to happen is, folks, you're just going to add more time, more anxiety, more distress as to whether you're actually progressing in the right way. Underpinning all of this is a Northern Star But you need a plan. And I don't mean a stray jacket. You need a route map. You need to put your milestones. You need to put your key measures there. You need to look at them. You need to review, monitor and react. Folks, I hope you found this useful. If you have, I'd love to hear your feedback and comments. If you disagree, if you think it's all rubbish, then I'd love to hear why you thought so. If you've got thoughts for something that you'd like explained or expanded on, then by all means, please let me know. I'm going to give a little plug for my book. I hate numbers because I think... Personally speaking, it's a great book. I've got some good feedback, good comments on that. So if you want to change your relationship with numbers, if you want to change them for the good, by the way, not for bad, then I would recommend check it out on the website, I Hate Numbers, forward slash I Hate Numbers book. If you want to try a sample chapter, I try it before you buy if you wish. If you think, do you know what, I'm going to go straight for it. Have a look at Amazon, I Hate Numbers, if you want to buy a printed copy, the that's quite possible as well if you're an anti-Amazon person. So folks, until next week, have a look at what's going on in your business. Get used to making sure you judge your performance and progress from that. And until next week, folks, have a good week.